Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm thrilled to know you've tuned in, and I think you're going to be thrilled yourself when you hear what I've got planned. First, the very talented photographer, Katie Lewis, will be in to explain just exactly what it takes to get the best poses from our pets. Also today, Sherry Loomer will be stopping by to tell about her pet services business. This and more are waiting just on the other side of the break, so keep it tuned to AM 1260 for more of the Pet Place Radio Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome the fabulous Katie Lewis to the program. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I understand that you are a pet portrait artist. That is true. That's what I do. How did you get into that? Well, I started doing um, actually children, and I found that people were more drawn to having their pets done. And um, I still do a few kids, but I have to say I do many more pets than I do children. And it's sort of fun because it's, graphic and bright and it's very they're kind of a Andy Warhol-ish looking thing so it's pop and expressive and colorful and very fun okay okay so you do like the four panel four different complementary color sort of thing you know sometimes I do that and sometimes I just do a single one each one kind of tends to take on a life of its own and again what the the client has in mind for their for their beautiful oh, pet. Okay, so there you were taking pictures of kids, and everybody kept asking you, "Do you do animals?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do a lot of kids. Port, you know, um, well they send me, and same with the dog. You send me one of your favorite photos of your dog or your child, whatever. And, oh, okay, um, and then you work on that. Yeah, and I work with a photo that you send me. So oh. it's an email, and I like to get, you know, maybe two or three pictures and kind of get a feel of, for the dog or okay. whatever. So yeah. Now, let's say somebody's having a tough time getting a good pose out of their pets. Do you have any recommendations on what to do to help them get something fun and usable? (laughs) That can be very tricky. I had a client who just could not get a picture, and fortunately she lived nearby. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll come over. And we ended up having... a couple of the little kids in the neighborhood running by in front, so the dog got like a big, perky, excited expression <laughs> as soon as she saw the dog going by. You know, a treat held up high, mm. encouraging words. is definitely a two-man job, and the good thing about my portraits is you don't need to, you know, I can get rid of all the background. If I can get rid of the, you know, the hand that is, that is holding the dog yeah. to, to convince it to, you know, sit still. So, okay. um, you know, <laughs> same thing with people, you know. Uh-huh. Encouraging words. Okay, okay. So eventually somebody's going to have a, a good portrait. Do you give them any advice on lighting or, or anything so it makes it a little easier to work with? Well, basically the higher the resolution that I get, which is the clearer it is, is the best for me. And the lighting, I can kind of play with it. That's a fun thing because if, you, if your dog has a great expression, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's, 
you know, a bunch of junk in the background or it's a little shady, that I can definitely work with. So okay. that is the beauty of, like, upgrading your photo, really. Okay. Because okay. if you have a perfect photo, you might as well just go with that. So <laughs> there you go. And so you're saying you don't want the little 72 DPI pictures that you might put on a little profile page on the Internet somewhere. You yeah, want the I need, original. I need from the cameras, the nice high-res version. That is good. I have done some from an iPhone, but, yeah, I can't pull something off of Facebook and make it look too <laughs> okay. perfect. I mean, <laughs> so let's say somebody emails you a nice high-res, beautiful photo. What's the process from that point? Well, that's, ex- that's my perfect. And, again, I like to have, you know, a couple of pictures, and I like them to tell me a little bit about the dog so we can sort of have a general idea. And then what colors they're in, in favor of or what goes with their home or what makes them think of the dog. And then I draw up a couple of different options for them, and then I email them back. And sometimes, you know, the first response is, that's perfect, that's exactly what I wanted, go ahead and print it. And other people are like, well, I really wish, you know, you'd use blue over here and orange over there. And so I will give them what they want, and then I will okay. give them what I think looks the best. Okay. And then we kind of, it's a collaborative process. Okay, excellent. And and do these somehow look a little more cartoony, or do they look real? How would you describe them? Well, they're not cartoony, but if you look on the web and say, you know, pet portraits, you get like the oil of the dog sitting in front of the fireplace, and it's right. definitely not that. Okay. Um, it's more graphic. I, I wouldn't say it's cartoony so much. It's okay. more gra- graphic. I see. And, and how long does the process take from start to finish? Well, it's usually about a week, and if, like I say, if, before they get their first uh, approval portrait that they see. And if you love it, then it takes another week to have it printed. And if we need to do some tinkering, you know, it could get to be two, three weeks. Okay, okay. And then can you order them in any size, or do you have some limitations? Uh, We can order them in any size, and what I really like to do is put them on canvas. It's a gallery-wrapped canvas, so the edge comes around the side. And 20 by 20 is my most popular size Mm because it's big enough to make an impression, but, you know, not so overwhelming, but I've done some huge ones. I Most of my work is done in uh, Adobe Illustrator, okay. so it's a vector program, so I can blow it up as big as you want. Oh, excellent. I, I'm very familiar with Illustrator. and, nope, and that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must be a real animal person to begin with. Is is that what your inspiration was? You, I oh. I know you were working with kids and you got the offers to do animals too, but you have to kind of be an animal person to oh. begin with to go that direction. I always had an animal person, and I come from a large family, and we always had several dogs and cats. And at one point in time, we took care of a, an abandoned little baby deer in our backyard. Wow! I rode horses, and you know I've got a couple dogs running around my backyard right now, and so yeah, I've always. Where did you grow up that you could take care of a little deer that you happened (laughs) to find? Um, Well, actually, I grew up in Arcadia, and my sister and a friend were up uh, driving a Chantry Flats, and as it turned out, they saw a dead deer by the side of the road, and so they pulled over, and they saw this little baby fawn, and I love animals, but my sister is even more so. Uh So she, of course, just picks it up and brings (laughs) it home. Wow. So my mom called the fishing game, and oh. they said, you know, someone had to bottle feed this deer for two months, and would be would we be willing to do that? Uh-huh. Of course. Are you kidding? So of course, <laughs> we named it Bambi, and we kept it in the backyard. And, uh-huh. you know, we had a black lab who would always go and find it for us. And, oh, it was just the best. Was it hard to give it up? Oh, 
Oh, I, I think I was probably like eight, so yes, I sobbed. <laughs> but, you know, we even, even knew that he was left back in the wild and not uh-huh. where he should be. But, yeah, yeah, so it was very exciting. Oh, that is so cool. Do you have any pets now? Uh, yes, I have a little mini Australian Shepherd named Ruby, and um, I have one cat. So, yeah, I'm kind of low on the animals right now. Oh, well, I could definitely hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a big Golden Retriever fan. I've had Golden Retriever rescues for years and years. Oh, and, that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, they're yeah. my favorite. And have you done photography and artwork with your own pets? Yes, I have. She's <laughs> she's my major one that I experiment. <laughs> and then people in the neighborhood, it's so funny, their dogs come by. It's like, okay. So we take fun pictures and do fun things. Aw, yeah. that's very cute. What has been, I know you've probably gotten a few, but what's been some of your most unusual requests? One of my unusual requests, I was at the um, Pet Expo in Orange County, and someone came by and they had a little a baby kangaroo. Oh, wow. And she's like, oh, you do the kangaroo, which I was dying to, but somehow it never really worked out. So I always think about that baby kangaroo, but uh-huh. <laughs> I would love to do <laughs> And what has been, as far as uh, creativity and ideas that owners have asked you to do with their portraits, what's been probably one of the most creative ideas that somebody's thrown at you, or challenges even? Well, probably more a challenge. They, they, honestly, they kind of send it to me to be creative. They're okay. Like, do something with this? <laughs> um, but I did just do one of a great uh, Scottish Terrier, and... And this actually was taken on an iPhone, and he was doing it for his wife, but the wife had taken the picture, and his nose was, like, right up against the front of it. I mean, I would say a third of the portrait is his nose, oh. and then, you know, it sort of recedes back. So uh-huh. that was a little tricky. I, I kind of spent a little amount of time with that, but he ended up just looking fabulous. Oh, he, it, wow. You know, so it's really fun. Each one really does, you know, has its own sort of personality and things that work and the direction that it goes. That's what's sort of exciting about the process is that, each one is unique. Do you have a website where somebody can look at some of your more creative pieces? Absolutely. What is that? Um, well, my name is Katie Lee Lewis, so it, that's what it is, K-A-T-I-E-L-E-E-L-E-W-I-S.com. Oh, that's easy, KatieLeeLewis.com. And, and about how many pictures do you have available for looking at? Oh, there's a good 20 on there. Oh, okay. So somebody can definitely get a good idea of what. Yeah, and I have the original photo, and then how it turned out. And like I say, you really do get a few options. You know, we can play with colors, and so then you can see it. Because sometimes I know it's very hard to visualize. Well, what would it look like if you know that was red or that was blue or whatever? So is your price schedule also listed so people get an idea of uh, the sizes and the prices and all that good stuff? And do you ship all over or just local? Ship all over. Well, if it's local, you can come great. pick it up from me. But um, okay. it's sort of fun for me to meet the dog. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I but yeah, I ship all over. A lot of them are, you know, Becky's and stuff. Okay. And if you could do any project at all, what would be your absolute dream project to work on? Well, I have been dreaming of doing a horse. That's my, you know, I've done so many dogs and cats and, and kids, as we talked about. But I really want to do a horse. Oh. So. <laughs> well, we definitely have uh, listeners who are into horses. So, hey, listeners, <laughs> get it done. I think this will be fun. <laughs> hey, let's give your website out one more time. Okay, Katie Lee Lewis, 
com. Excellent. Katie, I think it's such a wonderful idea to get a professional portrait of your pet because they're with us for such a short time, and mm-hmm. it's just such a beautiful and permanent way to remember all of our special non-human family members. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think of it as like a celebration because they're all very fun and bright. When you look at it, it's just like a celebration. So people have done, you know, animals that have passed away and puppies and you know, going on forward. So, and it's a great, it's a great gift. I, a lot I do is for gifts, and people are very excited. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us this morning. Well, thank you. We need to take a quick station break, but don't go away. We'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. You are listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is Sherry Loomer from Your Animal's Best Friend Pet Services. Welcome to the Pet Place, Sherry. Thank you, Marie. So you have a pet service business? Is, is yeah, that what, what we do is we offer our clients um, customized pet services for their pets, whether they be dogs, cats. Um, birds, you name it. We work with all variety of pets, and um, everything we do is custom, so we find out what our clients' needs are and how we can best help them, and then we figure out a plan together. Okay, so when you're referring to services, let's say I need somebody to take my 150-pound St. Bernard to the groomer next Mm -hmm. Wednesday. Wednesday, rather. Is that something that you could do? Absolutely. Um, We can do groomer trips. We can do vet trips. uh, We do pet sitting visits over to your home if you're out of town. Um, We also do dog walking. Um, Basically, all of our services, like I said, are customized. We try to figure out what your situation is, and everybody's is different depending on what's going on. Um, So, yeah, we try to help out in the best way we can. Let me throw another one out for you. Sure. I have a friend who, for the life of her, cannot give her cat medicine. Yes. It'll fight and scratch and run away and end up under a bed, and she cannot get any medicine in it. Uh Can you help with something like that? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, we would do that if if they were going out of town or if they just needed a little extra assistance. Most um, animals feed off of your energy and if she's had a problem in the past giving the medicine and knows it's going to be a problem and is anxious about it, the cat probably can sense that energy in her. Um, So, yeah, we could definitely assist with that. And, um, you know, there's a variety of things that you can do to try to get the medicine in in not just your standard ways, maybe hiding it in the food. Mm -hmm. Um, But we would just try to figure out the best method and do what we can to help. Oh, wow, that's outstanding. And how long have you been providing services? Well, I've been kind of a hobby pet sitter pretty much my whole adult life. Okay. Um, I I always thought I needed to work for a company. So, you know, once I graduated college, I, I you know, worked for a variety of companies in sales and marketing. And always as a hobby, every friend and neighbor and relative and person that lived near me found out I liked animals and, you know, would dog walk or would go and visit cats or whatever they needed. So I'd get random phone calls from people that I didn't even know, saying, hey, so-and-so told me about you and that you do this and that, and um, just kept doing it because I love being with animals. They're so unconditional, and, you know, it's just it's a lot of fun to enjoy them, and it, it calms me. Um, I just really find a lot of peace within animals, and 
um, being in sales and marketing my whole life, you know, it's a very stressful situation. Oh, and, um, you know, at, at the point where the recession kind of came in and the people weren't doing so well with jobs and getting laid off, um, I finally decided that I was going to be happy for the rest of my life. And I ended up getting laid off like everyone else did and uh, decided to take this on as a full-time business and, and you know, started your animal's best friend, and it was the best thing I've ever done. Well, good for you. I couldn't think of a better job for somebody who loves animals than to be doing something like this because you not only get to play with your little fluffy friends all day, but you're helping people out too, and it Absolutely. probably is so satisfying to be able it's, to do that. It's so rewarding. I mean, selling a product or a service is, you know, it's just that. It's it, You don't really feel much from it mm-hmm. um, other than maybe a commission, you know. Yeah. Um, but taking care of animals and helping people take care of their families, um, you know, because people consider their animals their kids. Sure. And, you know, we have animals as our own and kids, so we just want to help people take care of their their children in the best way possible, and, you know, nobody's got time these days because everyone's working so hard, mm-hmm. so we just wanted to be able to come in and assist people with the things that they can't get to. Okay. Do you have uh, some people working with you, then, on this project? This this is a family business, so as we need additional help, we bring on additional people. Um, we have aunts and uncles and cousins and <laughs> Everybody's kind of um, animal people in our family. So, oh, that is so fun. Yeah, as we need it, we, we bring additional people on to help us out. Okay. And are you local? What areas do you cover? We cover Orange County. Um, we personally live here in Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. and um, we just find out who has the needs and what their situation is, and we pair them up with the best person that can help them out. Do you network with other animal service? businesses in case somebody's kind of far away you could refer them absolutely we're we're actually part of pet sitters international and um, pet sitters international is an association it has a pet locator but it also has a networking part of it as well as education and they really help support the people that do pet sitting as a um, as a business so we're able to refer to that as well as then refer to a, a ton of people all over the country that are bonded, insured, licensed, and have all their credentials. Oh, fabulous. And yeah. I understand that you've been taking care of dogs and cats and birds. What's been the most unusual animal that you've uh, taken care of during the time that you've had this business? Um, there's been quite a few, actually, but I would say the most unusual and fun was probably a chinchilla. Oh. Um, and giving it a chinchilla a little dust bath, I never in my life knew what that was, but oh. that's how you bathe them. Um, what but, do you do to give them a dust bath? Um, they have this little thing that's like a miniature doghouse, basically, and you set it out and you scoop in some sand. It's kind of like sand dust stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's four chinchillas, and they basically spin themselves around in it. And it's so cute and funny to see. But that's that's how they clean themselves. So they know exactly what to do when you give exactly. them. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you open up the door, they just run right into it and start spinning. It's pretty funny. Wow. You had to videotape that and post it on the Internet. I actually did. It's on my Facebook site for, for your oh, animal's best friend. Okay. So for everyone to check out. I thought it was interesting. I'd never seen it before, so I thought other people would like it. Wow. So you have a Facebook site, your Absolutely. animal's best friend, but do you yes. have a regular website also? We do. It's uh, youranimalsbestfriend.com, 
Okay. And um, you can contact us through that or reach us, you know, through our cell phones. Um, we're accessible 24-7. And is that all just one word, any underscores, or just straight All through? one word, okay. animalsbestfriend.com. Excellent. What's the charge approximately for taking care of a pet overnight if somebody needed an overnight care? Okay. Um, basically, for overnight care, depending on um, whose situation we end up with, whether it be at a pet sitter's home or at our owner's home, okay. it generally ranges between about 45 and 65 a night, okay. um, depending on how many dogs or how, how many pets there are. Okay. And we've actually done some overnights for cats as well because they just were needy cats. That's actually kind of nice. I know that when people go away, in addition to making sure that their pet has somebody there looking after them, it's kind of nice to have somebody in the house so that the house isn't just vacant. Absolutely. Um, shouting out to all the burglars in the neighborhood, owners are on vacation, Absolutely. come break in. So. Yeah, and we, we take care of the house. We make sure everything's safe and, you know, windows and things are left appropriately because sometimes people go out of town really quickly and, and don't, really secure themselves like they should. Mm -hmm. um, and we also pick up, you know, their mail and, and water plants and do odds and ends that they need help with while they're out of town. Excellent. If somebody wanted to meet you and see if it was a good fit, is there a way that they could set up an initial meeting and is there a charge to have that kind of meeting? Um, we do not charge for that kind of meeting. We actually do it because we want to make sure it's the right fit. Okay. Um, we want to make sure that we get along with the client and the client gets along with us. We can communicate well, mm -hmm. as well as the animals like us. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. You don't, don't want to go into a situation where you've got a dog who doesn't like men mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a man pet sitter. You know, that's not going to work out. Sure. Um, so, and we do not charge for the visit because we believe it's, our job to make sure that, you know, the client's happy as well as, you know, we're happy. We want a, a good relationship so we can continue the relationship and work with them for years. Okay. And when you go and visit the dogs and cats, let's say, for, for your day care, what's a typical visit like when you stop in and, and take care of the animals? A typical visit is basically we show up at the house, and enter very carefully because depending on a dog or a cat, they sometimes try to slip through. Mm -hmm. um, and we basically survey the house, make sure everything looks okay. Um, sometimes with cats, you know, you'll have some mess on the floor, or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that because they tend to, it's kind of gross, but they tend to vomit. <laughs> so we, we check yeah. out everything and make sure everything's clean. Uh -huh. um, and then we go into the routine that the client has requested, um, whether it be walking the dog or feeding the dog or cat, um, bird, whatever it may be. Um, and uh, generally we're there for about 30 minutes. And um, if it's a social dog or cat, we play with them. You know, we give them as much interaction as possible so they don't really realize that their family's gone. Okay. Dogs and cats live in the moment, so they really don't realize it. Okay. Um, and, you know, we just make sure they, they get all their medicine, all their food. Um, we take care of, you know, feeding the dogs, watering the plants, doing the mail. And then we lock up, make sure everything's safe, leave our little note, and then we come back on the next visit. Okay, and about, let's say, I know that that's going to take you a while just to get through and clean everything up and get the animals fed and mm -hmm. get the clean water. Um, if somebody wanted you to go for a nice lengthy walk with their dog, is there an additional charge for that? 
Uh, we do charge additional for a longer visit. Um, our pet sitting visits are generally 30 minutes, and within that time, we would have to be able to do the walk and also, you know, feed them and take care of everything else. Okay. If they wanted an extended visit, that's t totally possible. Everything is custom. Okay. So we would just find out how long they want their dog walked, if it's 30 minutes, an hour, 45 minutes, whatever they can take, and, okay. and then we base it on that. And do you try and figure out a good, safe place to walk the dog? Absolutely. Um, we always follow their suggestions as far as where their route is, and if we encounter dogs or any people, we generally try to turn and go the opposite way or cross the street just because we don't want to encounter any problems. Um, you don't really know that dog that well, and you don't know the ones that you're encountering, so we just want to be as safe as possible. Okay. And I know that you were previously in marketing and sales. Do you have any education in this new field that you've embarked on? I have. Um, I actually got educated through Pet Sitters International. Um, they have a certification um, accreditation process, and I had to go through this process, and I actually got an A. And okay. you get recertified every couple years, mm -hmm. and I'm actually going through my recertification right now. Okay. Um, but they stress continual education. Um, they do a lot of webinars, a lot of different trainings um, through Pet Sitters International to make sure their people know what they're doing and are safe and they're out there representing pet sitters in a good way. Does that education include CPR and first aid for animals? Um, they do offer that. It is um, part of the accreditation um, process now. Uh, when they first started it, it wasn't, but I did that separately through another company. Okay. And through my recertification, I'm actually getting recertified through that accreditation now. Have you ever had an emergency where you had to use some of those CPR and first aid skills? I actually have. Wow. So it was pretty scary, and I can say that if I hadn't have had that class, I really would not have known what to do. Wow. Well, I'm very impressed, Sherry. It's always great to know that there are trustworthy folks out there who offer the type of services you make available. So thanks for stopping by today and telling us about everything you do. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We need to take one last break, but we'll be back in a very quick moment. So please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Hey, for those of you who are looking for low-cost vaccinations and microchips, your search is over. Each and every Sunday, that's today, a traveling vaccination and microchip clinic with veterinary consultation is available to you. To find out this week's location and services, visit www.thevaccinationstation.com. And don't forget doggy date nights every Monday at Fred's Mexican Cafe. Dine on the patio, and when you order an entree, your four-legged friend receives a yummy doggy stew for free. Dress up your pup for a night on the town, Mondays from 6 p.m. to midnight. For more info, call 714-374-TACO or surf on over to www.fredmexicancafe.com. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare new to your pets. 
and have a wonderful day.